Welcome everybody back to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. I am your host, Andrew. And as per usual, I have my co-host Matt here with me. The 2023 schedule for the New York Jets and the rest of the NFL has officially been released. We are going to go through every game week by week and predict what we think will happen, win or loss, and how this next Jet season will turn out. But before we get into that, we do have a little bit of breaking news to cover. First and foremost, this morning, Carl Lawson, defensive end of the New York Jets, restructuring his contract, um, taking a bit of a pay cut, but adding some guaranteed money into this year. He didn't have any guaranteed money, but he had about... 12 or 13 million dollar salary he was set to make instead goes down to an eight million dollar guaranteed salary for this year and keeps him on this roster there was some rumors that he might have been a a cut candidate to free up some cap space but now with this restructure he is back and the interesting thing matt that i wanted to talk to you about the way the jets did this is by adding four void years onto this contract which in terms of on paper keeps carl lawson under contract the jets through 2027 And there is going to be money tied into him to where if they were to just cut him, there is going to be money that they're going to have to pay out for however many millions of dollars it might be over those handful of seasons. Regardless, this is a really interesting move to free up money right now. And with a player that many people thought might not even be on the team come the 53 man roster and come week one, seems like he's going to be a part of this team at least this very next year. And then even if he's not afterwards, the Jets are going to have him on the books. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, there's two conversations going on here now. It's first Lawson and his future. Uh, we, we were kind of, uh, looking towards the future where he was probably not on the team, where we kind of, uh, relinquished his funds and maybe save that towards, uh, building, uh, or uh, towards, uh, roster voids or towards our other stars of the future. Um, and now it seems like, yeah, the, that, that money gets tied down a little bit more. Uh, the next conversation is, all right, well, if they're freeing up money, who's it for? Is it for a Quinnen deal? Is it for the eventual Rodgers restructure? Um, and the answer is probably both. Yep. Yeah, that's where I fall. Uh, I actually think this is a, a step-to-step of a process of getting things done, where it, if you think about it from a cap perspective, Quinnen Williams, when you're signing him to an extension, his cap hit for 2023 isn't really going to change. He might make more money in 2023, but it would likely be a signing bonus situation where he's getting a lot of that money up front. In terms of a contract extension, you're adding more years onto a contract rather than letting it expire. So his cap numbers for this coming year aren't going to be much of a difference for what they already are. The money you're looking to pay him and you're looking to give him is going to really start hitting next year and the year after. And when you look at Aaron Rodgers' current contract, all of his money is tied into next year where he's got a $1 million cap hit this year, and I think like a $100 million cap hit (laughs) or something ridiculous in 2024 that is not even remotely feasible to ever be real and actually happen. So in order for the Jets to fix that, they need to move some of that cap money for 2024 up into this next coming year, is my guess. And so by freeing up, up this cap space right now with Lawson, and I think there might be some similar situations happening soon with Corey Davis or CJ Mosley, they're trying to give themselves more money this year to pay Rogers, freeing up money in 2024 to pay Quinnen. Yeah, I could definitely see. I, I, we need to get this contract done because uh, what did we see in the news the other day that uh, uh, Chris Jones is also looking to get his contract reworked in uh, to be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the league. So 
the price tag's only going to go up. <laughs> so it, it, like I think you even said, we, well, yeah, the time we should have done this is last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the, the the price tag's only going up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Not to spend too much time on this before we get back to uh, breaking down the schedule and going pick by pick, week by week. But Quinnen had an amazing all pro season this past year where he's commanding top of the league money now. You probably could have given him top 10 in the league money last year if he was willing to take it and loaded that up with some early guarantees. And now you would have him on a bargain. Now you would have him for way less than you probably should when he was able to bet on himself for another year, get another year in Robert Sala's system and go out and put up, I think it was 12 sacks this past season as a defensive tackle and make an all pro. Now he's asking to be one of the two or three highest paid defensive tackles in the league. No one's going to touch Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald making, I think it's $30 million a season or whatever it is as a defensive player. No one's going to get close to that. The, the number everyone's trying to hit is $25 million a year. And I think Chris Jones might get there. I think Quinnen might get really close and might get there as well. But I don't think it's going to be much more than that. That said, if Chris Jones signs before Quinnen and Chris Jones gets 24.9, then you have to give Quinnen more than 25. And it's just another piece in the negotiation that the more other guys sign and the longer this drags out, the more expensive it's going to be for the Jets. And with the way they're structuring their team and their contracts right now, they're selling out. They're not going to have that much money in the future. Yeah. Uh, it's and it doesn't seem like they're done either. Uh, there there probably no. could be a few more moves for uh, pushing, kicking the can down the, the down the road uh, and freeing up some more money for this year. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out, and then uh, we'll reconvene on on the subject uh, after the season when we're like, oh, now we got to deal with this. Uh, but you know what? I mean, hopefully, at that point, we're uh, celebrating Super Bowl and don't really care that much. Yeah, Joe Douglas is channeling his inner Mickey Loomis this year, uh, yeah. uh, the Saints GM, <laughs> and, and just saying, F the cap, we don't care, and, and we'll figure it out in the future. That, that's future Joe Douglas's problem to deal with. <laughs> um, now, uh, we got one more bit of news uh, before we move on here. Javelin Gidry, former uh, cornerback, mainly slot player, claimed off waivers by the Jets back home in New York after spending some time with the Arizona Cardinals uh, after he was released in the preseason. Um, about, I don't believe it was last year. Was it last season or the season before? I think it was over last summer he was released because he was on the team for Robert Sawa's first year. I think it was the, before the start was, of this past season. Before the season, uh, it was, it was, it, he went down to the final cut. Right. Yes, he was. He did not make the 53, but he was on the team for a good majority of the preseason and was quickly claimed by, I believe, was the Cardinals off waivers. He is now back in New York after another waiver claim by the Jets. And let me tell you, this is the happiest I've been because of a Jets waiver claim in quite some time. Last season, the Jets had one backup cornerback to play outside and inside, and it was Brandon Eccles. Bryce Hall was inactive for pretty much the entirety of the year. Justin Hardy is mainly a special teamer and really only came in on defensive snaps when they had no other choice. Now you have a guy in Javelin Gidry that I think has some special teams experience, which gives him some value as well, and is a dedicated backup nickel corner that knows how to play in the slot, that plays very well in the slot, that is a very secure tackler given his size and has blazing speed and agility to keep up with anybody. I love this move. I think it's a great depth piece. This is the last little bit of let's cross our I's and dot our T's and make sure that we have our backup plans in place. We have our plan A to go out and win this year, but if plan A doesn't go perfect, we need to have some plan B's too. I really like this move a lot. Yeah, uh, Gidry was uh, a guy that I had making the the final roster. So did I. Uh, I, I just 
I like the value of being able to to actually play corner and play it at a respectable level. And also the special teams value that you mentioned as a gunner. He still has that that blazing speed. Um, and it just made a lot of sense. And the fact that he was let go, I, I understood it because I see I saw how they treated the the slot. Uh, how they also filled that spot with a lot of safeties, uh, mm-hmm. so it 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 made sense. Um, so, I, but yeah, it's still good to have him back. I I, I like the guy then. I like him now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Another good move. Uh, good moves are going to keep continuing over this summer. We know how Joe Douglas is. He's never done working. Loves playing the waiver claims. Love loves making moves over the summer and adding guys that are still free agents or or cut casualties or whatever it might be. They are not done building this team. They still have a long summer to go. But we can skip that for right now, and we can fast forward to the actual NFL season in 2023. Just like we did a week ago, we're going to go month by month through this schedule, look at each game individually, give a quick breakdown, give our record predictions, and then by the end of it, we will have our official schedule record and what we think will happen. Matt, I'm going to toss things uh, to you to start off here. Going through the month of September, week one, Monday night football, anniversary of September 11th, at home against the Buffalo Bills, Aaron Rodgers' welcoming party, primetime football, 8 o'clock to 8.25 at night, going to be the main game on TV. Whole world is going to be watching. What happens to start the season for the New York Jets? Yeah, the, the energy for this game at, at MetLife is going to be through the roof. Uh, it's going to be a high-octane game. Uh, you've got the Bills and Josh Allen and all the miracles that he can do. But you know what? Now we have our own quarterback that can make stuff happen. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers versus Allen, that's, that's a top ticket uh, battle right there uh, between two very, very good uh, quarterbacks at different points in their career. Uh, but at the same time, there's it, no uh, secret as to why these two, uh, they want to get these two quarterbacks in prime time on September 11th, on Monday night. Uh, it's going to be a big game uh, to start the the, the year. Uh, pretty much the entire uh, six, the first six games are going to be uh, a, a battle every single week. Uh, and just the, the first three in September with Buffalo uh, to start, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a battle, uh, to, to say the least. It, it's going to be bam, 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 back and forth. Uh, and it's just going to be about who can stop the other defense uh, the most. And I think that's going to be us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I am on the same page. Um, not to get too far ahead of myself, but I think the energy in that building is going to be electric. And I think with the way I know Jets fans can get and the way I know Josh Allen played against the Jets last year, I think this could be a very good start to the season. I do as well. Uh, do we want to do predictions on, on, on these games? Uh, at- to start too, because I, I I'm I'm gonna go right ahead and say that I think we're gonna beat the Bills week one. Uh, I think that we just have a little bit of an edge uh, on both sides of the ball now. Uh, we were able to beat this team with Zach, and I think we did an admirable job the the second game against them as well. Uh, so I think now that we have the firepower of Rogers uh, and everybody healthy, uh, I think it's gonna be just it's going to be close because they're just still a good team but i think that we're going to edge them out in the end yeah yeah i agree uh i have it 21 17 jets week one win okay uh i'll i'll save my score predictions until <laughs> we do our uh our, our game previews when we get closer 
but uh, I definitely have it as a win. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Moving on week two, first road game at the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of connections between Aaron Rodgers and the Cowboys. Not only was there that amazing playoff game in 2016 when Rodgers was able to come back in their stadium in Dallas, beat the Cowboys at the last second, uh, get down the field with a great throw, moving to his left to James Jones. Mason Crosby kicks the field goal at the end. The Packers win it. Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, formerly head coach of the Green Bay Packers for many, many years, worked with Aaron Rodgers for the majority of those years. A lot of connections between the two of them didn't necessarily end on the brightest note either. So I'm sure there could be some some renewed uh, motivation for this game on both ends. This game for me is when things get a little bit tough. And I'm curious to see how the Cowboys come together. But I think when you have any sort of team that's bringing in a new piece, especially a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, even if things are similar, and even if the quarterback already knows the offense and the offensive coordinator, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some time for things to get going. And I know Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, basically taught Robert Sala this defense. So that, to me, makes it a little tough for me to come out right and say, okay, Jets are going to walk down into Dallas and they're going to get a win. I actually think they're going to lose this game. I think it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be a one score game. I had my official score, uh, which I'll put for the sake of writing. I had it as 17, 10 will probably change when we do our score predictions come the actual game in the actual week. But for right now, I think it's a one touchdown game, but I think the Cowboys walk away with it. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a really hard fought game uh, after the battle that we have in Buffalo. Uh, I think we're going to be riding high, uh, but then, once we get to Dallas and we face their defense, I feel like their defense is just where well, they, they have games where they are just lights out. And if we face them and on an upswing and when they're playing at their best, uh, then I, I find a hard time for, I find it hard to believe that a lot of teams can beat them when they're playing at their best. Uh, if healthy and playing at their best, I think they maybe just uh, restrain us just enough. Uh, to where they probably have the edge on us. Uh, and uh, there's not a lot of teams that I think uh, can really uh, put us in a position where uh, I think that we can be playing catch-up. Uh, and I think that they're one of them. Uh, and I, I can I can see that happening week two. So I'm going to give that to Dallas as well. Yeah, all right. We are in lockstep there, one and one after the first two weeks. Last game in September, the 24th of September, week three at home against the New England Patriots. Matt, do you remember what happened the last time the Jets and Patriots played? Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite miserable. <laughs> I remember it was right. quite miserable for yeah, everybody involved. <laughs> yes. for, for everybody involved, fan, player, coach, etc. Week, I believe it was 11, against the New England Patriots in New England when Zach Wilson died essentially <laughs> as any hopes and dreams of being a Jets quarterback and they benched him the week after uh for Mike White in the next game against the Bears Patriots win on a last second punt return touchdown game was three to three for the entirety of it until the last second this is revenge time this is the Jets going uh-uh that time is over we are a different team we have a different quarterback and if there is one player in the NFL that I have ever trusted to beat a Bill Belichick defense it is Aaron Rodgers Jets oh, yeah. win. I think it's a multiple score, multiple touchdown win. This is a statement to the league. This is a we are for real. We are here. We are not the doormats in the AFC East anymore. If you want to win this division, you are going to have to stop us from doing it, too. You do not just get to walk over us. Multiple score, multiple touchdown win for the Jets in week three at home against the Patriots. 
I I don't see the Patriots getting embarrassed here because I not outright. I'm I'm, I'm very I I haven't seen a, a Bill Belichick led defense get embarrassed uh, very often uh, in in the last decade uh, and, and then some. So it, I have a hard time believing that we'll do that. And I and their defense is still very good. Uh, so, but I I think that we are head over heels. Uh, better than them with talent. And I think that in the end will lead us to a win here. Uh, I, I think it's probably a, a one-score uh, game, though. I think it'll be two touchdowns max, but I think it will be more than one score. Oh. Either way, a win. Either way, a win. Matt, why don't you kick off week four? All right. Now we're in October. We got week four against the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is a home game. It is a Sunday night game. This is our first Sunday night game in a very long time. Uh, and after a big uh, division rival win against New England, uh, we get a little bit more uh, time to, to prepare for this game, and it's going to be a battle. It's going to be, uh, can we stop Mahomes enough for our team to to let Aaron Rodgers do his thing? Uh, is it just going to be a... Uh, back and forth battle on on offense. I hope not. I I feel like we have uh, a decent amount of of talent on on defense to be able to to go toe to toe with an offense like like the Chiefs. Um, I think if we kind of take on the same game plan as we did against the Ravens, where we had uh we where we had Sauce uh, square up against uh, Andrews that game. If we have the right. square off against Kelsey, I think that might be a winning rep- recipe and force uh, the Mahomes to go elsewhere. Have him test the read and and uh, and the wide receiver depth uh, on, on Kansas City. And I think that uh, is the way we can slow them down. Um, and even though they're the Super Bowl champions and they're he's the one of the the one of if not the best quarterback in the league. Uh, actually, I don't even think it's it's close. I think he is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I still have us inching out a win here. I think that we do have the firepower to go toe to toe with this team. Yeah, I I think it's going to be close. I really do. I think this is going to be one of the best games to watch just from a enjoying football perspective of any game on the Jet schedule. Sunday night football, week four against the Chiefs. I think is going to be must see TV. And there is a thing that I've noticed with a lot of Chiefs games in primetime. The Chiefs have been in primetime a lot. It's not like this is every single game they're in. But in a lot of their major primetime games, especially recently, they have a habit of just being outright shootouts. And it doesn't matter who they play. It seems like neither defense has any idea what they're doing. And both teams are scoring three to four touchdowns at least. And my brain immediately goes to that game a handful of years ago against the Rams when the Chiefs and the Rams combined for like over 100 points on Thursday night football. And those sort of games, the Jets have not been able to be a part of in a very long time. They haven't had the offensive firepower to do it. I think this week or this game in particular in week four is different. I think they do have the offensive firepower. And I think the Chiefs and Andy Reid know that. And they're not going to want to take their foot off the gas either. I think this is going to be a very, very high scoring game. I think this is going to be back and forth. I think this is going to be a shootout. And as much as I think this is going to be close, Matt, and I think this is the first time we're going to disagree, I think Mahomes is going to beat Rodgers. 
And I think it's going to be the the final passing of the torch to we already know, like you said, this guy is the best quarterback in the league. I don't think anyone's making any bold statements or, or putting their necks on the line by saying that Mahomes is number one right now. And that is not a challenge or a question. And I think he's just going to further cement that there's going to be some late game Mahomes magic. The Jets are going to play them tough. They're going to get respect from the league for saying they just took the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions down to the wire. But uh, I can see the crazy Mahomes completion to Valdez Scantling down the left sideline, get them in field goal range, last second field goal Chiefs win. I think it's going to be something like that. I do really like the idea that you mentioned, though, of sauce on Kelsey, a little Cincinnati Bearcat on Bearcat crime there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that could be fun to watch for sure. But I'm going to say Chiefs win, but it's not going to be by a a wide margin. Okay, I can see that. Either way, it's going to be a hard fought game. It it could really go either way uh, with the, the talent level on both teams. It really could. It really could. It's going to be a blast to watch. Win or lose, this is going to be a great, great game. Sunday night football, the atmosphere of that at home in MetLife, first time in, in Lord knows how many years they've had a Sunday night game. First matchup between Mahomes and Rodgers, even though the, you know the Packers and Chiefs have played a couple of times in their respective years that Mahomes has been in the league. The two of them have never been playing at the same time, so this is their first matchup. This is going to be an awesome game. I'm very excited for that. Moving right along, week five, another road game at the Denver Broncos. The Jets have been at Denver a lot recently. They went there last year, I believe two years ago uh, as well, or the year before they were in Denver. Um, they've had a handful of games uh, against the Denver Broncos. This, I, uh, Actually, if I'm thinking correctly, this might be three straight years they're at Denver. And Because they were there last year, and they were, they were definitely there the year before because Quinn and Williams had a monster game there two You're years right. ago. And that was at Denver. So this is now their third year in a row playing at Denver. So I'm not as worried about the altitude and the adjust- time change adjustment and and not being used to that. This team has, has gotten experience with that very, very recently and very, very frequently. They know how to handle it and they handled their business last year. I'm a little worried about this game, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what a Sean Payton-led offense can do and if he can get Russell Wilson you know, back to close to what we expected from Russell Wilson. With that defense that they have, I think this could be a, a sneaky, sneaky, tough game. But I think the Jets have experience in that stadium. I think the Broncos have a lot more pieces to have to fit in place and get right and get working than the Jets do at this point. And even though I trust in Sean Payton as an offensive mind, I also trust in the talent of the Jets defense and the players that they have. And I just don't know if the Broncos have enough talent to overcome them. I mean, to be completely frank, I think the Bronco, we saw the Broncos offense at their best last year when Russell Wilson wasn't playing and Brett Rippon wasn't completely and totally horrible at like 220 passing yards or something against the Jets defense. I think that unless we see a drastic improvement, this is going to be a Jets win, and it is going to be a, a comfortable Jets win. Um, so I, this is the game I was kind of worried about as well. Um, I remember this Denver defense last year and how good it was. Uh, and we only inched out a win there. Uh, and thanks to, to Hall and his heroic. Um, it, 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 it's hard because it, it all comes down to Russ. Is Rush wa- Russ washed right now? Is he done? Uh, and if the question, if the answer is yes, then this should be an easy win. Uh, the defense will be good, but will we have enough to overcome? But that Russ and, and Peyton connection just has me so worried. And there's always a surprise loss. Uh, and 
I it might not be a surprise then because it will be week five and maybe the rust painting connection is is high powered and, and full throttle by then. And so it's not going to be uh, that much of a surprise if uh, if it's a, a much better game than people are thinking. Uh, but right now, it's it, it's uh, it's front of mind for me thinking that this is the letdown game. Uh, and and so I'm for that reason, I think it's it's one of the only games where we cross the Mississippi. Uh, I I'm going to say this one is a letdown, and we lose this one. I see it. I can see it. I, I totally, totally can see it. I, I, this is this is a trap game for the Jets, one hundred and ten percent. Where I mm-hmm. think there is reasons to be optimistic. There's reasons to be hopeful. The classic East Coast team going to Denver issues. I think the Jets have pretty much under control at this point. There are other issues and a lot of unknowns that are out of their control. But if those things happen a certain way, like you basically lined out, if Russ is Russ, the Russ from Seattle, not the Russ from last year then this could be a really, really tough game for the Jets to win. And if Russ is what we saw in Denver a year ago, then this could be a pretty easy game for the Jets to walk away with. But it is going to be a good game. It's going to be tough. I completely agree that this is the a candidate for the surprise loss 110%. Moving along, we have another big game. Week 6, uh, October 15th against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in their history of the NFL and any matchups that they have played against each other. They last played two years ago um, towards the end of the season. We actually saw some improvement from Zach Wilson in that game. We were all really hopeful how that was going to go and the Jets defense just couldn't stop anything. Uh, and that ended up being a loss. But defending uh, Super Bowl runner ups, Philadelphia Eagles, two teams that know each other very well. Joe Douglas grew up, spent some time in Philadelphia learning there, knows that front office. I believe the Jets model themselves as an organization and as a roster very much in the way of the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is going to just be a a helmet smashing, teeth cracking, blood spilling grudge match where both of these teams are just going to leave bruised and and banged up. And it's going to be some real classic hard nosed football. I'm not ready to say the Jets beat the Eagles for the first time this season, though. I think it's going to be really close, but I just think that Philadelphia offensive line and their run game with Jalen Hurts, and now they have DeAndre Swift in the backfield to where it's not even like it matters that they lost Miles Sanders. And the players they've added on that defensive line as well. I just think that the Philadelphia can overwhelm any team in the league in the trenches, and it's very hard to win any game of football at any level when you're getting overwhelmed in the trenches. I think the Eagles win. I don't think it would be by more than a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised if it's only a field goal, but I think this is a Philadelphia win. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on the final result. Uh, I feel like we always kind of underperform uh, before a bye week. Uh, And I also had us losing to Denver. So that letdown, I feel like, carries over. Uh, And Philly's just top to bottom one of the best teams uh, built. The, I think they have the, the best the, roster in the if league. If not the best. Uh, uh, yeah. I, think, I think they're my number one overall. If we do make it to the Super Bowl, I think my favorite for them to be playing is the Philadelphia Eagles. So mm-hmm. uh, it, I just think they're, they're seasoned, they're talented, uh, they're well-coached. I think that the, it, it's just going to be too much. I don't know if we're going to be uh, at the top of our game uh, coming off a loss and being able to rebound. I, I just don't think we're there just yet. Uh, I think maybe after we're a little bit more battle-hardened throughout the year, 
uh, when we meet again, maybe, hopefully, uh, then who knows? But you know what? Right now, I just don't see it. No, I don't either. I, I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. Uh, but I just that Eagles roster is just too talented and and they can just overwhelm the Jets uh, on both sides of the ball at, at the line of scrimmage. And that just seems like a really hard matchup to win. Week seven, you alluded to it. Jets are on a bye, so no game there. I got to jump ahead to October 29th. What's Week your record eight. so far? So far, let's see, going through towards the end of October through six games, I'm at three and three. Yep, same. All right. Now to the second half. Of this. And now to the second half. This is where the fun begins. Uh, that's where I can say that much for sure. Starting off week eight at the New York Giants, essentially a 10th home game for the Jets since they play in the same stadium as the Giants. It'll just be Giants themed and colored, but it'll be their own building. It'll be their own locker room, you know, practice facilities that they're used to. They're not going to have to travel anywhere at all. They can drive just like they would to the stadium in a home game. This is going to be a nice, easy game. I think this is the Jets' biggest win of the year. I think this is the, we are the kings of New York. I know, Giants, you made the playoffs, you won nine games last year, but the talent difference between the NFC and the AFC is astronomical, and I do not think if you put the Giants in the AFC East rather than the NFC East that they would have won nine games. I think this is a at least 17-point Jets win. Uh, yeah, I, I also have this as a win, uh, but I think it's going to be a lot closer and harder fought than maybe some will think, because they're just such a well-coached team. And what they, they do on offense with uh, Daniel Jones as a runner, with Barkley as an all-around weapon, uh, and their tight end, I just think kind of plays into the weakness of our defense. Um, so I think they're going to have their success. Uh, but in the end, I think we just have the firepower to outlast them and take it in the end. Yeah, what you mentioned right there at the end for me is the ticket. I don't think their defense can stop us. No, and I know I know Wink Martindale's a great defensive coach, but blitzing Aaron Rodgers is a horrible idea. Um, if he can see it and he can block it up and audible and and get that shot downfield, he's going to take it. I trust our receivers to beat their DBs. I don't think the Giants have enough offensive talent in the passing game to keep up. And so, where yes, Barkley's a great weapon. They can use Jones in the run game. They can do all of that. But if they're down. 10 points early, are they going to have an opportunity to? And that's where I think you play into the hand of the Jets defense by having to throw more. And then I think it's just unleash hell with the pass rushers and let Daniel Jones do the rest. So I'm, I could see it being closer. You're right. Dable's a great coach. They are a well-coached team. They do have some talent on that roster, but I think if the Jets get out to an early lead, that's all it's going to take. Yep. I agree. All right. Moving right along week nine, Matt, you had mentioned potential surprise losses. Uh, on this schedule. And for me, this is the toughest game to call of the entire schedule. Week nine, Monday night football at home against the LA Chargers. I have the Jets with a win right now. And I did score predictions for the games, but not going to do through all of them for this one. I will mention I have it as a 21 20 Jets win. And the only reason I have it as that is because this game is a coin flip in my head. I could absolutely see the Chargers taking this game without question. I think the Chargers have a very talented roster. They have an excellent quarterback in Justin Herbert. They have a plethora of receiving talent. And now they have a better offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. I think that's the missing piece for them. And I think the Chargers are going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. And I think come week nine, Jets versus Chargers is going to be much bigger of a matchup than people might think it is right now. 
if the Chargers go into MetLife and get a win, I'm not going to be surprised. But I could also see the Jets winning. I could see their defensive line, Jets defensive line coming alive, putting some pressure on Herbert. We saw how they can handle pressure in primetime, and, and this is going to be another primetime game on Monday night. They're going to be on the road again. I think that Chargers defense has a lot of talent in the secondary, but I worry about their ability to stop the run. And I think if Jets can get Brees Hall and them guys going, I think they can have a pretty solid day on the ground. But this game is so tough for me to call. And it, I almost really, I really thought about giving this a, a, as a loss to the Jets, but I'm calling it a win right now in my gut of the, any of the wins that I will predict today. This is the one I am least sure about. Uh, yeah, this one came down to uh, whose defense I think has the better shot of stopping the offense. Uh, I think right around this point in the season, Hall is probably uh, going to be uh, getting his legs back under him. Uh, I think he's going to be full throttle. And like you said, you, you are questioning their ability to stop our run game. And if Hall is, is really finding his legs right around now, I find it hard for them to to have a solution for him. Uh, yeah, they got Derwin James. Yeah, they have a, it's not the Samuel. Uh, but you know what? I just don't. I think Paul takes over this game, uh, and Rogers just cleans it up at the end. And at the end, yeah, I think we again have just too much firepower on offense, uh, and our defense ju- does just enough to keep us in it, and we take it in the end. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I, I just I, I can't get the disaster scenario out of my head of the Chargers offense and Kellen Moore draws up some creative stuff early to jump out to a lead. Now the Jets have to throw and you have to go against that secondary and Brandon Staley in his match quarter scheme. And you need to be able to block to beat that defense. You have to be able to block because a lot of the best ways to beat that defense are with deep shots downfield. And then when you scheme up routes to get those uh, quarter safeties in the middle of the field, biting on stuff they shouldn't be biting and getting over their heads, that takes time to develop. That takes you. You got to have guys who can block and blocking the Chargers in the pass game is a heck of a lot harder than blocking them in the run game. So I, I, I completely agree. This game comes down to how healthy Brees Hall is and whether the Jets can run the ball or not. Uh, in the end, I think we're going to win it. I think so, too, but uh, I'm I'm not very confident. Week 10 at the Las Vegas Raiders, basically the second of two really long road trips for the Jets. Matt, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, yeah, so this, uh, again, this is the, the second uh, uh, leg uh, uh, road game where we crossed the Mississippi. Um, I think this is going to be a solid win. It is a Sunday night prime game, our second prime game in a row. Uh, after that Monday night game against the Chargers. Uh, again, I, I just see us as heads and headed to toe the better team with the better talent. Uh, I, I like that they added uh, Jimmy G. Um, but you know what? A, a lot of the, the pieces that were the problem are still there. Uh, they, they still have a, a, a head coach that mm-hmm. uh, doesn't know how to maximize his team. Um, I think we're, this should be an easier, an easy win though. Yep. I agree. I agree. I just do not think there is what looking purely at the talent on both rosters. I I just think the jets overwhelm them. And I think this should be a, an easy jets win. One of the easier ones on their schedule. Jimmy G doesn't scare me at all. Josh Jacobs is a really great player. Had an awesome year last year. You stop him. That's going to be difficult. Devontae Adams on the outside. That's going to be difficult as well. But if there's anybody who knows Devontae Adams, it's Aaron Rodgers. And if there's anybody who's going to be asking Aaron Rodgers about how to stop Devontae Adams, it's Sauce Gardner. 
So I think there is a, a lot of a lot of opportunities for the Jets to have a really good game on Sunday night football and get a win against the Raiders. Moving right along, week 11 at the Buffalo Bills next AFC Eats matchup. This is where the Bills get their revenge in my eyes. Jets won in week one. At Buffalo is going to be tough. It's going to be, you know, middle of November. It's probably going to be cold. Could very well be snowy. And I just don't think that the Bills are going to lose twice. I just think they're too talented. I think they're too determined. I think McDermott's too good of a coach. I think the Jets get away with it in week one, mainly because they're replacing Tremaine Edmonds and they're going to have to have a new signal caller for their defense and a new guy headlining the middle of their defense as that Mike linebacker. In week one, I think you could get some miscommunications. You could, you know, try and run some hurry up to get people off guard and have communication take longer. Come week 11, that's not going to be as much of a problem anymore. I think this Bills team is back to firing on all cylinders. I think they beat the Jets, uh, and I think it's by at least 10 points. Uh, yeah, uh, I also agree that it's it's very hard to beat a division rival uh, twice in one year. Uh, never mind the, the fact that both these teams are very evenly matched uh, as far as talent goes. Uh, it, it's for that reason alone, I think we lose this game. Uh, and also just because, yeah, like you said, it, once you get past the, 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 the little, the confusions of, of the beginning of the year, uh, the rough edges get moved out a little bit. I think they'll be firing on all cylinders. Uh, and this game, uh, they, they take from us. Yep. I think so too. The jets have not been good in Buffalo recently. When they've no. beaten the Bills, it's usually been at home. It, it is very rarely on the road, and I think that trend is going to continue this coming up season. Moving right along, the third short week for the Jets of the season so far in Week 12, Friday football, Black Friday, first Black Friday game on Amazon against the Miami Dolphins. Matt, I have a, a little bit of a, a surprise take here. I think the Jets lose this game. <laughs> and and I know it's on primetime and I know they're at home and I know it's the Dolphins and screw the Dolphins and all that. I'm all here with that. But this is their third short week in 12 games. They are going from being at Buffalo, which again, isn't too far distance wise, but it's still a road game. You're still not in your own house. You're still having to travel and you're going from instead of playing a short week of playing Monday night football and playing the following Sunday, you're playing Sunday afternoon and then playing the following Friday afternoon. That's an even like one fewer day of a short, shorter week. They're third of the year. The Dolphins, you look at their schedule before this two weeks before, or I believe it's two weeks before they play the Chiefs in London. Then they have a bye week. Then they're home against the Raiders. Then they go to the New York Jets on on that Friday game. I think the travel is going to catch up to the Jets this week. I think this is the short weeks catching up to them. I think the Dolphins are going to pull out every stop and trick and Mike McDaniel is going to find every random crazy thing he can do under the sun to try and pull out a win and i think the dolphins are going to sneak it out in week uh week 12 first uh win for the dolphins against the jets in the coming season jets at this point in the division are two and two going through with a quick record we were six and three or three and three after the first six games moving on after here i have them at drum roll please six and five okay uh yeah, I also have this uh, Miami game as a loss. It just screams funky. Uh, the three p.m. start, even though it's a prime time yep. game. It I have worked that day, so uh, it, I'm gonna probably uh -huh. have to call out uh, if my boss is listening. I'm gonna be sick that day. Uh, so it, it just screams like a weird game. Um, 
the the first ever Friday night game. I who knows? I it, this could be a Mike White revenge game too. Who knows what what Tua's availability is going to be like? Uh, Don't even I, say that. Don't <laughs> even speak that into existence. I I feel like it's already a foregone conclusion that we're going to face Mike White once this year at least. Uh, and I think that it, the 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 weirdness of it all just has everybody not playing the way that we're we we've seen the rest of the season. Uh and yeah, this is this screams funky lost to me. Yeah, I really think it could be. Um I'm, I'm very what, nervous about this game. I am too. Let's see what's my record now. I had three and three to start. Uh and then I had us just losing to Buffalo. Uh so the four five six. Uh oh and Miami of course. Uh, so I think we're six and five, and you're you said okay. six and five as well. Yep, six and five to six right, and five. So we're we're in lockstep there again. Lockstep. All right, December. This is going to be the best month of the Jets season. Uh, they are going to have a lot of games in a row where there's going to be some wins. Starting off week thirteen at home against the Atlanta Falcons, big win, big win. That Falcons roster cannot compete. I don't trust their defense. I don't trust their offensive line. Bijan Robinson's a great talent. Drake London can make some plays in the passing game, but we'll see what he can do against Sauce Gardner. I don't know how well that's going to go for them. I am very confident in the Jets in this game. I think they should. This is going to be their get right game after their two losses to division opponents. This is where they write the ship, and this is where they start making a big push at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm going to go right ahead and just say I have them winning out from this point on. Uh, I think Me they, too. I have them finding their stride. Uh, after all the funky games are kind of over, uh, the, all they have left is that Thursday night game against Cleveland. Uh, but you know what? I think it, from this point on, uh, they just get in a groove. Rogers is full uh, bore. Uh, you got Hall, who's already found his stretch, uh, and ev- everybody's just going to be clicking. And I don't think that there's a single team from this point on that really can stand in our way other than Miami. Uh, and after the, the funky loss, I think that we're just going to have everything kind of clicking. And when everything's clicking, maybe I, I just don't see even them having enough to take us down. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think not to go back in time, but that Black Friday Dolphins game, that is going to be the game Jets fans hate more than any other game on their mm-hmm. schedule this year. Yep. And it's going to be something like a, a a late second, you know, strip sack fumble that gets turned into a touchdown or a block field goal or somebody drops an open pass. It's going to be some crazy nonsense that we're going to be screaming upset about for an entire year afterwards. I, I already see it happening. I'm trying to mentally prepare myself now. Uh, and then it's going to be oh, same old Jets. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah, exactly. That old storyline. No, I, it's, I'm not looking forward to that one very much. I am looking forward to week 14 at home against the Houston Texans, though. Um, in my little score predictions here, not to, again, go through every game, this was the highest score I gave any Jets game. I have them scoring 35 points. I, I think they are going to pick apart this Houston defense. Just like Dan Quinn taught Robert Sala this sort of defensive style and how this scheme works, Robert Sala was working with D'Amico Ryans in San Francisco and gave him a little bit of the insight and showed him how he liked to mold the scheme. And then when Sala left to become the Jets head coach and Ryan's took over for him, you know, that's kind of how things have progressed. I think this is going to be the, the, the student is not beating the master. The Texans roster is, is still a very much a work in progress. I really like what they did with this draft class. And I really like some of the guys they got the year before. 
but I just don't think it's going to be enough uh, to, to beat the Jets at home with Aaron Rodgers in tow with their defense when they're going to be coming off a big win against Atlanta and be right on schedule and at home for the second week in a row. I don't see it. I think the Jets win big. Yep, I see that as well. Uh, it, going up against a rookie quarterback, uh, I think that our defense uh, just becomes too much for them. Rodgers is Rodgers. Even if the offense has a down day, I think the defense picks them up. Uh, and we uh, we find a way. It, it, it's going to be a win. Yep, I think so too. I think so too. Week 15 at the Miami Dolphins, middle of December. Revenge time for the Jets. This is going to be the, the the classic. The Jets are in Miami and they make the Dolphins look silly game. It feels like every couple of years, there's one towards the end of the season when the Jets go down to Miami and play absolutely lights out. And I think this is going to be another one. Go back just to last year. If we remember Aaron Rodgers down in Miami towards the end of the season, when everyone was rooting for Aaron Rodgers to beat the Dolphins to, to knock the Jets into the playoffs, little did we know what was coming in the future. I think this is going to be a repeat performance. You're going to see the Jets have a commanding win against the Miami Dolphins, secure uh, their spot in this division as they get towards the end of the season for the playoff, playoff push. I, I don't see Miami winning this game. I think this is going to be the Jets taking what's theirs. Uh, yeah, I have this as the, the Quinn and William game. The, the game that he takes yeah. over, uh, he picks up uh, Tua and spikes him in the end zone. Uh, the, the refs all think about throwing the flag, but you know what? They, they enjoyed it, and we all enjoy it, too. It, it, it's going to be a, a win for us. Yep, I think so, too. Uh, I'm not going to spend too long on Week 16 at home versus the Commanders, but I am going to call my shot with a bold prediction. If the Jets shut out any team on their schedule this year, it's going to be this week. Ooh, I could see that. Uh, you know what? The, the commanders do have a good defense, though. I, I do think that they're going to make it hard for us to do score. They? But I, if, if they're healthy, if they're healthy, we can. I That's can see the key. Their, I can see their defense causing some trouble. Uh, uh, but in the end, yeah, I think we're going to smother them on defense. Uh, and they're not going to be able to do anything. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a little low scoring on our part. Uh, to, uh, compared to norms, uh, but I'm going to say that they don't score at all. So, two score game, but uh, it, but it's it's a lot lower score. Yeah, I can't see the commanders scoring more than ten. That's the most I'll give them, uh, and I'll be I'll be surprised if they get that. To be completely honest, yeah, blow it up. All right, last uh, short week game Thursday night football at the Cleveland Browns in Week 17. Matt, why don't you kick this one off? Uh, so I actually have this is probably the hardest game uh, in this final stretch. Uh, I just have this inkling of a feeling that Watson is going to be a lot better this year, that he's going to find his stride. You have that Callahan-led offensive line, that running game, uh, and a defense that doesn't quit on their end, and they're going to want some revenge too after that uh, last-minute loss to us last year. Uh, it, so it, there's a lot of things that are going in the direction of a hard-fought game here. Uh, it, it is a Thursday night game, right? So uh, I, after the short week, I think it's just going to be a very good game, uh, but I do think that we take it in the end. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be close. I, I think that Browns run game is no joke. Their offensive line is no joke. I agree that Watson will probably be playing better at that point in the year. Uh, whether he should be playing at all is a different argument, but we'll save that for another day. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a tough game. That Browns defensive line is scary. 
it's absolutely frightening. They just added Zadarius Smith too. They already had Miles Garrett. Um, they had oh Gervin. No, who's the guy they got last year? I got him from Oklahoma that I really really liked. He didn't Perry and Winfrey. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, they got Perry and Winfrey, who's a great player. They drafted Siaki Aika this year. Um, you know, they stole Dewan Jones and Luke Whippler at the end of the draft to keep rounding out their offensive line on top of that. So I, I think this is a good team, but I do think overall the Jets are going to walk away with it. Um, no Elijah Moore revenge game uh, happening this time. <laughs> I, I think he's going to be uh, pretty kept well in check. W for the Jets on Thursday night football to close out this, this season. To, uh, January 7th, week 18 at the New England Patriots. I don't think the Jets walk away out of this building with anything but a win. I think this is going to be the let's go get our season. Let's go punch our playoff ticket. Let's go secure our spot in this division. And let's go and get ready for the next push that's coming. All we got to do is get through the Patriots. That's a lot easier said than done. But I'm going to be honest. I don't think the Patriots are going to be fighting for much at this point. I think they're Mm -hmm. just going to be looking to play spoiler. And I think once the Jets are actually in this position with Rodgers at the helm, with the experience and the command, everyone's going to fall in line. They're going to get a win in New England. I have their final record to close out the year at 12 and five. Yep. Uh, I think my record's the same right now. Uh, I think we're going to be 11 and five at this point going into this game. Um, I think we're going to be battling with the, the Bills for that top spot. In the AFC East, uh, and possibly fighting for the the one seed. Who knows what the records are going to look like? Uh, but I, I think there's going to be a lot riding on this win, and I think that we show up for the occasion and for once to to end the season uh, to exercise some demons and get that win. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I am not going to say I think they're going to win the division. Because I think Buffalo is going to win the division, and I think they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC. And uh, yeah, I, that is going to put the Jets as the five seed in the number one wild card, though. And I think that's a better spot for them to be in if they're not going to be the number one seed. Correct. Uh, I, I see us having the same exact record as Buffalo, uh, and maybe just losing hmm. a tiebreaker with them. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, getting that that first wild card spot. Yeah, I agree. I think. Um, I have the Jets going four and two in the division. I think the Bills go five and one, and their only division loss is to the Jets in week one. Ooh, okay. Uh, who, who do you think would be that? That uh, okay. So you you have Buffalo getting the number two spot. I think they're going to be the top seed in the AFC. I think top they're going to be okay. the number one seed. I think I really think the Bengals might be the second seed. I, I have to go through their schedule and look at things, but just going off Buffalo's schedule, they might go like eight and one to start the year. And the Jets in week one is going to be their only loss. Like they have a very, very comfortable opening to their season where I think they could hit their stride early. They could get in that groove. And then it's just going to be a force to be reckoned with after that. They have a couple of tough games in there against Kansas City, against Cincinnati. Um, division matchups are never easy, but I, I think. I think this Bills team is is really, really good and really, really talented. And I would be very surprised if the Jets end up as the top seed uh, in the AFC East over them. If it's by a tiebreaker, then great. But uh, honestly, I think unless they are going to be the number one seed overall and get a bye, I would rather be the fifth seed wild card and be a 12 and five team and a five seed than be the number two seed and have to worry about that. Yeah, sure. Uh well, who would we play if who we we would play the 
the number four seed. We right? would play the four seed, the right? Four seed, yeah. Which uh, would likely which, be the AFC South champion, would be my guess. Got it. Uh, yeah, I would take that in a second. <laughs> it would probably be the Jaguars. Uh, right. I would like that that chance to get a little uh, revenge game against the Jaguars and Lawrence. Yeah, with the way with the way this expanded playoff is, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but just to close out because I feel very very strongly about this, and I really want the NFL to do this, and I don't know why they don't at this point. Um, with the way their playoffs uh, are structured, you win your division, you're guaranteed a top four seed. That's that's within you know how how everything goes. But you have teams that win divisions that get into a third or a fourth seed that are significantly worse record wise, not only overall, but including conference record than teams that are going to end up as five and six seed wild cards because those teams game second place in better divisions. So I think for the playoff structure for how it should be fit now with this expanded playoff, I think they should abolish you. If you win your division, you should be guaranteed a playoff spot, but it should not determine seeding. And seeding should be determined by your overall conference record rather than we won the AFC South in this in this instance, whatever team that would be with probably nine or ten wins. And whatever team like the Jets, for instance, that's second place in the AFC East is now ranked below us in the seeding order, even though they won two more games in the season. I, I feel like that is a a backwards way of doing things and you are rewarding teams for winning bad divisions rather than rewarding teams for winning in a tough conference. Uh, yeah, and let's see. Uh, would we play the the winner of the three and six seed as well if we were to move on as the fifth seed? I don't exactly know. I would think that if this, I think the way it would work is if the six seed moves on and the two seed moves on, then um, because then the three and six the would play in that would, scenario, would, would play the six, and the one seed would play the six, and, and the, the five would play the two. Play the two. Okay. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, either way, I think that's probably our best shot. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't think... It, I, I If you're going to want to be a real playoff team and win, uh, win a Super Bowl and get to a Super Bowl and have all of that happen, you're going to have to beat good teams. You're going to have to go through the gauntlet of the AFC. There's not... You can't hide your way through it. But I think their easiest pathway is if you're not going to outright win your division and be the top seed in the AFC and get a first-round bye be the runner-up in the AFC East and be the five-seed. Yep. I, I, I could see it happen. Can't wait. We'll see how this next season goes. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I think that is going to wrap this one up for this week. Matt, I appreciate you taking the time as well for stopping by here. Go ahead and tell the people where we can find you, and we can go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, Matt, you can find me at Zazzy Jets. And you can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17. Appreciate you guys stopping by one more time. And we will be back next week to continue breaking down this offseason and continue looking ahead to this mystical, magical 2023 season with Aaron Rodgers at the helm for the New York Jets. Matt and I are both thinking we're going to be matching franchise record win totals with 12 wins. I can't wait to see it. I know you guys are right there with me. Appreciate you for stopping by. See you soon. Bye-bye.